0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. He still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host today, coming at you from the mothership here in Fargo, North Dakota. Looking through the window at a good good-looking young guy named Eli. Thanks again, Eli, for producing. Appreciate it. Everyone was nice and happy when I walked in the door today. It's good to see. And or we're looking forward to a great show. Um, we have Deacon Mark Creech. you're going to be on in just a minute or two here, talking about some great initiatives they have there in the Diocese of Crookston. We have, a, again, just just a great show planned for you. Um, just a couple of things come to mind here as we um, in here in November, coming up on Thanksgiving, you know, and it's, it's just amazing how the time flies. And the idea of life, uh, I'm the new Respect Life Director for the Diocese of Fargo. I've been in the position, gosh, just a little more than a month. And it's such a blessing, you know, how God works. I mean, to, to be able to be working with something that I just love and very passionate about, love and life. I just are two big, big passions of mine. And I'm excited to be able to uh, In some way, hopefully, bring that truth and that love alive through the the ministry. And uh, hopefully that we can do that. So, as always, let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious and loving God, Lord, you are the author of life. You hold all life in your hands. You are the author of marriage. The truth and the beauty of that institution. Lord, you gave us the church. And as we seek to grow closer to you, some have fallen away. And we ask a special blessing over those who have fallen away and those you have put in positions to help lead them back to an encounter with you, a powerful encounter that will draw them closer to you. Help us to pray for them. Help us to accompany them. Help us to be Christ to them, to facilitate that encounter that only you can draw them closer to you through the Holy Spirit. We ask a special blessing over life. As we talk today about the beauty of life, all life, from conception until natural death, it's precious in your eyes. Every one of us is a precious child of God. Impress that truth upon our hearts, upon our nation, upon our culture, and help us to live that truth through self-sacrificial love. We ask all this as we put it at the feet of our Blessed Mother and pray for her powerful intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of love and life, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome again here to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host. We'd like to join Deacon Mark Creechy from the Diocese of Crookston. Deacon Mark, welcome to the program.
1: Well, thank you, Tim. Great to talk to you today and great to talk to all the folks listening on the Real Presence uh, Radio Network.
2: You betcha. That's great. Of course, uh, full disclosure, Deacon Mark and I are, are good friends. We know each other and just... Uh, um, you know, work yep. at the uh, same places and everything. And so we appreciate that. Appreciate you taking the time to, to be on, Deacon. Now, Deacon, I know I, I, I just got to the website a little bit and got to look at it. It's a great, great four-point plan you have coming at us here. Why don't you talk to the, our listeners a little bit about your, your Shepherding Them Home initiative, and then maybe just quickly review, I think you probably did the first segment last. I'm just kind of give them a little overall view of the, of the program and the strategy, please.
1: Sure, shepherding them home is a ministry that's offered to um, parishioners in the diocese of Crookston. Um, you know, parishioners who want to reach out to a family member who left the faith, who maybe don't believe in God anymore, um, and and you know, it's such a common lamentation in so many Catholic families. We've we've lost family members who are no longer part of the church, and so. Um, as part of kind of outreach, uh, the people at Real Presence I said, why don't you come on to Real Presence Live over four sessions and kind of give a brief rundown of what this uh, ministry preparation looks like. Um, because I talk to people about when when you're a, a mom, a dad, you're reaching out to your sons, your grandchildren, to your brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews, to, to shepherd them back in the church. This is really a ministry. And so last time when I was on, I focused on the importance of prayer. It's the first pillar of the ministry because we have to ground this work in in prayer. But then I I also introduced the next three um, um, pillars that are part of Shepherding them Home that we need to be prepared, we need to practice, we need to plan. And so today's session, we're going to be kind of digging into a little bit more about what it means to prepare ourselves to enter this ministry beyond prayer.
2: That sounds great. We're talking with the Deacon Mark Creechy for the Diocese of Crookston about shepherding them home, that four point initiative that almost everyone can relate to. And everyone, I I dare say everyone, has a friend or a family member, someone who has left the church for one reason or another. And uh, I I like the idea of shepherding them home, too. I, I don't know if that was intentional or not, Deacon, but the idea of shepherding, it's not, I mean, yes, you're leading, you're facilitating, but. You know, it's important not to push too hard, isn't that right?
1: Right. You know, the, the good shepherd, literally the person who's you know shepherding the flocks in the hills of the Holy Land, you know, they, they don't poke and prod as much as they just guide mm-hmm. and, um, and even guide with their voice. You know, the sheep know the, the voice of the shepherd. Literally, when two um, flocks of sheep cross on a path, each shepherd starts clicking out a different kind of voice, a, a, a tone. And the sheep know how to follow the tone of their shepherd. So you're bringing the voice of Jesus to your loved ones who aren't going to church, who maybe don't believe in God anymore. And so shepherding them home is very much uh, picked for a reason. Jesus, the good shepherd.
2: I like that, Mark. I like that. That's very good. Um, well, let's... um. Let's get into this little bit, this, this second pillar now. You talk about, uh, first it's um, prayer, of course, then prepare. So maybe just a, a note about how prayer is the foundation of everything. I, I, I'm a guy, you're a guy, not to exclude all others, but we want to do it ourselves, you know. <laughs> it's when we get to that point where we're beating our head against the wall, right? Then then they be, oh, maybe we should pray about it. But you want to lead with prayer, Right.
1: Right, Because all, all too often you know, I hear from people, oh, I tried to have that conversation with my loved one and it didn't go well, or mm-hmm. I just get frustrated, or it, it, it's upsetting to do, or I'm, I'm afraid to do it. Well, we have to realize that it's the Holy Spirit that's going to do the work here. We, we have to open ourselves up to be the instrument of the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? It's through prayer. And so that's why I, I tell um, family members, well, before you have a conversation with that loved one, Spend a lot of time in prayer about them. And it goes back to, you know, the, the classic um, statement that Ambrose said to St. Monica about her troubled son, Augustine. You know, Monica, speak to Augustine less about God and more to God about Augustine.
2: Yeah, so true, so well put, and great, great advice for all of us. Absolutely, that's great. Well, let's, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the second pillar, Deacon Mark, about prepare. How do we prepare?
1: Well, one of the things, you know, beyond the prayer, of course, one of the things we have to realize is what kind of culture our loved one is living in. And and by that I mean, you know, how much the secular culture has really um, um, taken a grip on society. Uh, you know, Tim, when you and I were, were raised, we could probably think of everybody on our block um, and know what church they belong to. Um, you know, I can go down my... Um, um, home Home Street, Wiley Court and East Grand Forks, and I knew who went to the Catholic Church and the Lutheran Church and the Presbyterian and Methodists and on and on. But now, of course, our loved ones are living in a time when people don't go to church anymore. The, the fastest-growing group when it comes to religious belief in America are the nuns, mm-hmm. N-O-N-E-S. They, they don't say they have any religious belief. And in fact, if you take a look at the current group of 15 to 25 year olds, it's said that this will be the least religious generation um, in in the history of our country. And it's been something really growing, growing with with the baby boomers, and and then more for the millennials or Gen X and millennials. And um, you know the current you know, or if you take a look at in 1990, 18 to 25, 24 year olds, 86 percent said they identified with some religious group. 2016, 18- to 24-year-olds, only 66% (laughs) identify with a religious group. And so you could see the erosion now. It's not just among that age group, though, either. If you take a look at weekly church attendance by Catholics, people who identify as Catholics, that's come down with every generation. And, And so, you know, where many of us live in a culture where Um, you know, the Catholic culture where going to church and and offering our praise and worship to God is just part of our lives, well, we have these family members who are living in a culture and identifying with a culture that go, well, you can believe in God, but you don't have to believe in religion. Or, of course, why do you even believe in God? Science has answered everything. You know, and, and so it's important for us to understand this culture our loved one is living in.
2: Yeah, so true. We're talking with Deacon Marcreci about shepherding them home. Let's let's just take one one point and flesh that out a little bit, Deacon. You just talked about people who say they believe in God, you know, but also say I just don't believe in the church. Maybe talk about them wanting to have God without the church, and or like you mentioned, maybe not even believe in God, but say they do, say they believe in God, but not the church. How, how can we? What do? How do you want to think about that and maybe address that? Yeah, you know, it's the the
1: classic understanding, well, or statement that said, you know, why well, can I can pray to God anywhere. Why do I have to go to church to pray to God? Or, you know, why do I have to belong to a group of people with a bunch of rules? You know, I, I can believe in God in my own way. And, and that's this idea, you know, that's in our culture that I can figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Boy, when it comes to faith in God, though, that's a pretty egotistical kind of phrase, right? Mm-hmm. I can figure out God on my own, and we know in, in Sacred Scripture the number of people who've gotten into trouble trying to do it that way. You know, one of the things I'd like to, or I suggest to people is that they reflect with their loved one, when it's time to talk, you know, and, and ask them, well, do you want a close relationship with God? Well, yes, I do, and how do you how do you form and, and nurture and that close relationship with God? And they might say, Oh, I pray. But then to let them know that the church is the mystical body of Christ, you know, that that we come together then as that mystical body to receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And so we can't do anything more intimate with God on this earth than to receive the body of Christ. Yeah, now, now, of course, I'm not saying you present it that way, but it's, it's something that a lot of Catholics, a lot of former Catholics, um, don't really understand. The Church is not just one of many civic organizations. The Church is the living body of Christ, and each of us are a cell in that body with Christ as its head, of course. Well that that for many folks that's that's a real insight and you know I know I've talked with college students about this that they they were maybe baptized but they don't really know what it means to be Catholic and they ask me yeah so what is the Catholic church and I tell them it's the living body of Christ Boy, they've never heard anything mm-hmm.
2: like that. <laughs> they kind of, whoa, have to stop and just think about that for a minute. We're talking with Deacon Mark Creechie here, got about a minute or two before our break, about shepherding them home and uh, some great, great things. It's, it's not a you know, not a one-time, one-fit uh, one wonder where you just say something and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And, and we, we know that, and that's something that, you know, something that we have to be, be patient about. Um, you know, Deacon, uh, maybe before the break or just a minute, th- there's there's a book that uh, I believe it's Brandon Vogt, I believe, put out um, called Return. Maybe just address that a little bit, and after the break we'll tell our listeners how they can get a free copy.
1: Yeah, for people that want to take a deeper dive than this radio session can um, pull off, um, Brandon Vought has a wonderful book about Return, How to Draw Our Children Back to the Church. And it has it's a real practical guide. On um, um, steps you can take and how to prepare yourself, and then, of course, how to address all the questions they can come up with. And, and yeah, after break, we'll talk about a giveaway that we're doing in part because of support from the Our Sunday Visitor Institute that gave a grant to the Diocese of Crookston in support of the Shepherding Them Home Program.
2: Wonderful. We're talking with Deacon Mark Creechie from the Diocese of Christian about the Shepherding Them Home program. After the break, we'll let you know how you, the listener, can receive a free copy of that book that Deacon just spoke about. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us.
0: There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small-town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end of year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end of your gift, Please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr.
1: Ryan Sapo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence
0: Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area.
2: Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all creatures of our God and King. This is Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser coming at you from the Fargo office today. Eli is producing the show. Thanks again so much, Eli, for all you do. I appreciate it. We're talking with Deacon Mark Creache of the Diocese of Crookston about the Shepherding Them Home program, a great initiative they have going on in their diocese. And just before the break, you heard him talk about a book by Brandon Volk called Return has some real, real practical aspects about uh, how we can help and shepherd and encourage our loved ones back into the faith. And if you'd like a free copy, we're giving away five free copies this morning, and we're just going to go first come, first serve, first five callers to 877 795 That's 877 uh, 795 This program, uh, The Shepherding Them Home, and then the uh, the books are Helped, made possible by a grant from our Sunday visitor. Well, Deacon Mark, welcome back. Thanks again so much. Uh, maybe we'll start here. You, you've talked about uh, you know, the statistics. A lot of people do leave. A lot of people become disenfranchised, shall we say. Leave the fold, leave the family. Um, why is it? Why do people, I know there's a variety of reasons, but maybe, maybe address that. Why do people leave?
1: Yeah, you know, it, and it's a good thing to look at. One, say one last, one quick thing about the book of sure. too. If you want to leave the first name of your family member or family members that you're concerned about, um, I got a prayer list from last week's group, and I can add your names, their names, to the prayer list as well. So if you want to pass along the first name of your loved one, I'll add them to the prayer list for shepherding them home. And we also have a number of people around the diocese that we call shepherding companions. Who have taken on a prayer ministry in support of people reaching out to their loved ones as well. But yeah, when it, when it comes to leaving the church, it's an interesting um, process that isn't always apparent. Um, you know, there was a, a study done of people who were Catholic, um, but now say they're no longer practicing Catholic. And they asked them why. Check all these reasons why you left the church. The most common thing checked. Seventy-one percent of the people checked. They just gradually drifted away. Well, okay, but then there were other things checked as well. Um, You know, real common, 165% said they stopped believing in the Church's teaching. And then 43% said their spiritual needs weren't met. Um, 26% dissatisfied with worship. 18% dissatisfied with the clergy or their parish. And in some more recent surveys... You know, the recent scandals have um, been popping up as a reason, too. But if you think about that, you know, the most common thing is they just drift away. And for many people, when you talk to them, and for people that return, for that matter, when you talk to them, they say, yeah, I just kind of quit going to church, and then I found a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. they they drift away, and then they come up with a rationalization about why. Why? you know, oh, well, but then, you know, this teaching of the Church, and I don't agree with that, or, well, you know, my spiritual needs weren't met, and, um, you know, and and then, and of course, you know, the one that comes up to, well, this person back in junior high didn't treat me very nice, and he or she was a big-time Catholic kid at that point, or, you know, they blame one person. Mm -hmm. Well, for a lot of the folks, it's just a process where they gradually drift away into a culture that's secular, and there's nobody in this culture that they're in inviting them back. And that's why it's important for us to be inviting our loved ones, shepherding them back into the Church. It it leads to a good first question, too, and that is, well, where are you at with why you don't belong, or why you don't practice your Catholicism anymore? Just to get an idea of where are they at? Mm-hmm. What's their thinking in terms of this list of reasons?
2: It's such a good idea. We're talking with Deacon Mark Creechie about shepherding them home. Yes, asking questions is so key because it kind of takes away the, you know, you're not preaching at them, you're not accusing them. And if you really do it in, a, in an honest sense, they get the sense that you really do care. You're establishing that trust and that relationship again, which we will witness over time. Another, another thing I was thinking of, Deacon Mark, is when you talked about, you know, bringing them back the, the importance of witness. I mean, Paul VI talked about it, right? John Paul II Second, Pope Francis has talked about it. The idea of a joyful witness because people, they pretty much follow witnesses and believe witnesses more than they believe in, you know, teaching and truth and educators and lecturers. So being that joyful witness to our faith is really a positive thing too in this aspect, isn't it?
0: Oh yes,
1: I, I mean you almost um, use the uh, a direct quote from Saint Pope uh, John Paul II. Mm-hmm. You know that that people put more faith in witnesses today than in in um, um, rules or, or um, teachers. You know, and, and and then how do you have a joyful witness? It also you know it also means, and this is part of your prayer life too, in preparation for this. Yeah, you know, why do you go to mass? What is it at mass that is important for you as a Catholic and and, you know, do you, do you believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist? And um, do you understand why we need to, to gather for worship? You know, we all know that God doesn't need our worship, but God created the church in worship because God knows we do. Mm-hmm. You know, when we gather in worship, we, we offer our gratitude. We offer our praise and gratitude to God for all the gifts. And we enter into prayer to open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. And, and what's, and of course gratitude keeps us from being self-centered and helps us to center ourselves on God. And so, it, you know, God knew we needed worship. God knew we needed the church. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to be with the church and, and, and to create then the, the beautiful worship that we have.
2: Amen. So, so well put, Deacon Mark. Appreciate that. Got a few minutes left. There are probably four minutes or four or five minutes. Maybe let's just, I bet there's a parent or 100 parents out there who are saying, okay, Deacon, here I am. I've got my child that's left, you know. What should I do? Where should I start? How do I begin this process? Because I'm just worrying and either I've left them and I'm just not talking to them or every time I do talk to them, they're going, oh my gosh, and they turn away. What, what, what's your advice to parents who have children that have... Uh, You know, uh, gone away from the church.
1: Well, and and this is a good preview of my next time with uh, Real Presence Live, and and it's you know building on this idea of prayer, always keeping Mm -hmm. that first and foremost in our mind. It's good that we practice with someone on how to have these conversations. And next time when we gather, I'll I'll talk about finding a a friend, uh, maybe your husband or wife, um, maybe. One of, the, one of your children who is practicing the faith, you know, practice with them this conversation that you could have with the, the, the family member who's, who's left the faith. And, um, you know, by practicing, we kind of work out some of the nerves, and, and also we can recognize when our buttons can get pushed, and we can get, you know, emotional, upset, frustrated, Embarrassed, whatever emotional buttons get pressed in these conversations with our loved ones.
2: Yeah, so true. You know, Mark, Deacon Mark. One of the things that the people used to say, and it's still true in some cases. But if they leave the church, they'll come back when they get married and want to have their kids baptized. And, and and I know that happens sometimes. But we're swimming against the stream here. If we do not take active participation in our faith, the culture is going to sweep us away. Um, what would you say to people who are just waiting? Well, they'll come back. They'll come back on their own and aren't doing anything, even praying. Obviously, they need to pray. But what else can they do?
1: Yeah, that's it's one of the great um, myths of, of, um, of family Catholic life out there, that they'll just come back. Uh, we know, you know, when you look at the data, it's just increasingly they are not coming back. And those touch points of, of baptism or marriage, um you know, more and more, um, they're not coming to the church for that. And you know, and, and I've had conversations with so many parents that talk about how my loved one has gotten married in a meadow or in a park or mm-hmm. uh, down by the riverside or wherever, and 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 it, it breaks their heart that they didn't think to come to the church or they didn't want to come to the church. And then, how many grandparents and have I talked to who have said? My kids aren't getting our grandkids baptized, and it's just it's troubling. So, yeah, maybe that was a thing back in my generation, although many of us didn't come back. You know, I'm 60. Many of us, when we were in our 20s and dropped out, we didn't come back to get married either. Well, now it's accelerated, and fewer and fewer are coming back for those events, for those sacraments, I should say.
2: Yeah, so true. So true, Deacon Mark. Um, We've got a couple minutes left here, Deacon, but before you leave, I want to let let people know that you're going to be back for your, for your third segment on Real Presence Live on November 25th, and you'll take us through how to begin those those conversations with the loved one. I believe you call it practicing, and I think that's great to have actual practice. I mean, you know, being a coach for so many years, I mean, you got to practice and, and you, for, for all those reasons. Um, but any, anything else you want to leave with our listeners, Deacon, and then maybe you can end our time with a prayer.
1: Well, yes, you know, I, I think, um, you know, remember that this is a ministry, and like so many ministries in the Church, it's, as you alluded to earlier, it's not a one-time thing. It's something we keep going after and pursuing for for weeks, for months, for years, just like St. Monica did for St. Augustine. And so I'll close with St. Monica's prayer, a prayer for... Um, Parents whose loved ones have left the church. And so, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. (laughs) Dear St. Monica, troubled wife and mother, many sorrows pierced your heart during your lifetime, yet you never despaired or lost faith. With confidence, persistence, and a profound faith, you prayed daily for the conversion of your beloved husband and your beloved son, Augustine. Grant me that same fortitude, patience and trust in the lord intercede for me dear st monica for my loved one and grant me the grace to accept his will in all things through jesus christ our lord in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen,
2: amen. would you give us a blessing please deacon mark
1: sure and the lord be with you
2: and with your spirit may almighty god
1: bless you the father the son and the holy spirit
2: Amen. Thanks so much. That's Deacon Mark Creasy of the Diocese of Crookston. He'll be back November 25th. God bless you and your ministry, my friend. Thank you very much. All right. Sounds good. It's a festival for the whole family and a way for you to show support for a life-saving mission. Learn more when we come back on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This
0: is Real Presence Live